I'm sure we can all feel that uh, soon we will get to a completely new level of interaction with our devices. Voice control, because this is what I'm referring to, is already present in tools such as Amazon Alexa or Google Home, as well as just standard assistants like Siri on our iPhones. For now, I think that we will all agree that this type of devices and this type of apps are more toys rather than proper tools. We can't really use them for work. We can't really use them to simplify daily routines. We are not there yet when it comes to sophisticated discussions. We're not there yet when it comes to asking complex questions. So taking this into consideration, I'm really happy that I have managed to invite a very special guest today, Tomek Wesołowski. He is the CEO and founder of Edward AI. Together with his team, Tomek created an AI-powered sales assistant. The idea here is that the tool can be used by sales reps and sales managers to enhance their work, to help them perform their daily tasks, daily routines, simplify the work so they can do what they like the most, which is meeting clients and closing deals, obviously. I really think that you will like today's episode. I really think that this is a very eye-opening exercise here that we're doing because, okay, we have a startup. We do have a discussion about the technology, about the problems they're facing or maybe the ideas they've got. But in the end, it seems to me like quite a lot of industries will actually benefit from this type of technology in the future. Not only uh, sales teams, obviously sales teams are core for any business, but in principle we could all use this type of personalized assistance to perform different tasks like accounting or maybe doing some customer service as well. So enjoy this episode, leave a comment, make sure you share this episode with your friends and uh, colleagues at work. I would really, really appreciate that. And now please listen to the intro and then we can crack on with the interview. Welcome to Venture Poland Podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner for any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers so we can all learn from them. Enjoy today's episode. Tomek, thank you very much for joining me in my podcast today. Thanks for inviting me. I'm also very pleased to be here and talk to you about me, but mostly about Edward. Yes, exactly. Edward is the reason for this uh, recording today. Edward is the reason for today's episode. Please try to sell Edward to the audience in 60 seconds now. So a quick sales speech right now. Exactly, yes. So um, Edward is a tool for the sales reps who are struggling with their existing CRMs and uh, are having hard time with reporting, uh, data entry. And with for the managers who are also struggling with the people in their team and forcing them to use the CRM. So we make it easier for both sales reps and sales managers to work with your existing CRM, with your existing tools. All right, I see. So the company has a CRM and they work with it, but it doesn't really work that well. Maybe the communication between people is not that great. And then Edward comes in 
and helps to uh, create better connections between people and the existing software. Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. And also helps with some typical tasks that you have to do very often. For example, data entry, reporting, making notes, setting up follow-ups. So the things that every sales rep has to do day by day. And Edward automates these tasks for him. So it's a time-saving tool. Okay, brilliant. And why Edward? We often have this question from both our customers, past partners and, and investors. And the truth is that we didn't manage to make a story for that. It's just a name that is well known not only in Polish, but also in English and many other countries. We were looking for the name that would be easy to remember. And uh, this is why Edward. We are also looking for a name because Edward is not a typical software. It's more like an assistant. So a software that you communicate with using your voice or, 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 or texting. So we've been looking for a real name for the people to treat the software as a real person in a team, not just a software. Brilliant. I think it's a great idea, actually. And uh, if you manage to grow, if you manage to, you know, still develop the product, and I think the name will stick to it very well. I, I really, I, I really think it's a very good idea. Not as good for search engine optimization. So it's one of the problems that if you are looking for a name for a product, and it's a real name, so the people who are looking for this name in, in, in Google, for example, will find a lot of things, but not your company. But this is the thing that we didn't know before. Yeah, that's true. Actually, when I think about it, some people use Alexa from Amazon. I mean, Alex is a very common name, let's say. Alexa, not very common. So they have created their own name and it starts with A, again, like Amazon. So they are very smart with uh, things like that, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I hope that Edward will stay Edward because to me it really resonates the, the name with the story of the company. And I would like you to tell me a bit more about the actual business. So what is the status of Edward? Are you still a startup? Do you consider yourself as a growing team or maybe it is a mature company? Tell us a bit more about you guys. Right now, we may say that Edward is still a startup, and I believe that it will stay as a startup. So the company, which is quite innovative, and it's looking for its target market still. Of course, we have paying customers. Uh, we have a few dozens of paying customers in small enterprise segment and a few customers in enterprise segment, and it's constantly growing. I mean, right now, we are facing the problem that we have too many leads and we are not able to take care of all of them so this is the this is the thing that we are facing right right now and uh, we are both growing with sales and growing with team so for sure it's not a mature company we are a startup that is growing so for the last 2 years we've been running a lot of activities both marketing sales and and market activities for the people to not only to be familiar with edward but also with all the segment all the ai assistant segment because it's a quite new segment and now we have a results that a lot of customers that are in our database that we touched them through the last 2 years they are now working with us or started or want to work with us because they see that the solution, firstly, that it's working, it's not only the marketing that it's the real software that is working, but also the other customers are using it, having a lot of media coverage, and they also want to try it. That's very interesting. So 
it seems like um, you may need to use your own software to help you guys with the sales. So do you use Edward on your own? Yeah, yeah, of course. Actually, without Edward, with the small team we have, it will be impossible to take care of all the activities in the CRM. And on the other hand, we have to have all this, uh, all this data in the CRM accurate because we are making a lot of experiments. We are making a lot of things uh, related with sales with customers and we want to have uh, real results. We want to draw real conclusions from the data. So Edward helps us to take care of this data in the, in the CRM. I mean, we don't have to do it, do it manually. I think it's important for every startup to use its own software, not only sell it to the customers. That's very interesting. I really think it's the best way to show that uh, you truly believe in what you do and in your software. So congratulations on that as well. I would like to come back to one thing, actually, what you said about collecting leads or maybe trying to business develop better. You said as well that you educate the market in a way that there is a lot of potential competition or maybe not a lot of potential competition but there is competition and you educate the market to do something better maybe or you try to make sure that they understand what's available and understand the needs and the problems within their organizations so please tell me more about it because i think it's crucial to educate and then sell for quite a lot of startups actually yeah, that's uh, that's true. I mean, when we started the company, it was the end of 2016. Uh, we started with a lot of education about AI. I mean, we, we started the regular meetups, uh, AI meetups about artificial intelligence here in Krakow, and also uh, it expanded to other cities. Uh, right now, we have a huge group in Krakow, in Warsaw, Poznań, Wrocław, also Białystok for the people who are interested in AI because Edward was somehow related with uh, with artificial intelligence. I mean, all the systems segment is related with artificial intelligence. So we wanted to have the AI society connected to us and to build this society. So we did a lot of meetups related with with AI, uh, known uh, a lot of people who were also attending and speaking at our, at our meetups. It was good for for our brand, for the brand uh, of the people who are working with AI, and also for the people who are willing to work with us. So it was the first step. Then we were also attending a lot of conferences as speakers and speaking about the possibilities of usage of the AI for the people in business, for the enterprises and the people who have money to spend. And uh, it was also important for our potential customers to prove them that we are not only a startup with an idea, but we are the people who know what we are talking about. Then it was easier to connect with the people, for example, in enterprise companies and talk with them about our solution. And the third thing was working directly with the customers. I mean, from customer to customer, speaking with a lot of them and showing them the possibilities, how it may be used in, in their company. Very interesting, very interesting. You seem very, very serious about it and the results are speaking for themselves. So congratulations on that as well, one more time. I'm really proud actually that I've managed to get you on the show because 
it seems to me like quite a lot of a bit younger startups could really learn from you guys. So I would really encourage anyone to go to Krakow to see one of your meetups then. Right now, we are planning to have another one in this year, for sure, here in Krakow. But, you know, we are still at the beginning. We believe that it's the beginning. We spend a lot of time both on product development and customer development, but it's still it's still the beginning. The reason I'm saying that is because recently I've been visiting quite a lot of conferences and trade shows related to investing in startups and startups, obviously. And quite a lot of startups, they don't really know what they're doing when it comes to business development and sales. And from what you're saying, to me, it seems like a very mature and redefined strategy to acquire not only leads, but also brand awareness. So this is the reason I said that. And I think it's really important to pinpoint that. Yeah, especially for the investors, when you are having a lot of media coverage, it's important for them because after that, they are reaching you, not you need to reach them. And this is important when you're speaking with the investors, because if they find you and they speak to you, it's easier to to close the round rather than, you know, looking for investors by your own. So just quickly, tell me, have you ever gathered any investment uh, rounds from investors? Yes, we had uh, we had one seed, small seed round from uh, Unique Mint from Poznan, uh, which is one of the Bridge Alpha funds and pretty cool investor for investing in these types of innovative business because they understand that the results cannot be in one month. They are willing to wait for that and also supporting us. And uh, right now we are preparing for the next round. Probably we will start raising in the beginning of 2020. Um, but the strategy for this year was to, to acquire as more customers as possible to achieve a given point and have the comfort with speaking with the investors. You, you know, because if you are running out of money and speaking with investors while running out of money, it's not very comfortable for you to, to negotiate. And right now we have more comfort to, to speak with them because we will be cash flow positive and it's easier to speak with potential investors. I would like to come back to the tool itself and I would like to ask about the reasons for the tool to become what it is right now. So I would ask you to tell me about the sales teams and their problems because obviously you work with sales teams, you are solving their problems. So what are the typical problems of sales departments? Whether it's going to be a small team or a big team doesn't matter. I think the uh, problems may be similar, so please tell me uh, a bit more about it. Um, I think that the main problem, I mean the problem, not the problem, but the challenge of, of every sales team and every sales people is to have more sales. And this is the main challenge they are facing. But there are many reasons why they are not, for example, closing deals or having leads and all the things that are in the sales process. One of the problem and the challenge is related with drawing conclusions from data because they, most of the companies, they lack of data about the activities, about the, the reporting and, and all the stuff related with that. And this is the problem that we wanted to solve with. Firstly, we wanted to solve it with another simple tool, another simple CRM. And when we, when we started with, with market research, we found out that there are so many CRMs and it's nearly impossible to, to conquer this market starting from, from scratch. But it was possible with a tool that will integrate with any of the CRMs and will support you in your daily tasks. 
And uh, we also found out that the problem that I'm talking about, I mean problem with reporting with data entry, is visible in all the teams from five to 500 people. But it's easy to sell the solution for the 500 people company rather than uh, five uh, people company. This is why we moved from the small company segment to enterprise segment because it's easier to sell them this type of innovative solutions because they not only have the problems, but they also looking for the solutions that are willing to pay for it. So what would be the most difficult task as the CEO for you right now? What would you consider the most difficult thing? I think that the most difficult task right now is to prepare the strategy for the for the next year because the more customers that we have, the more partners we have, the more media coverage we have. All this means that we have a lot of possibilities and choosing the right one is the most difficult task because either we will you know, go with more and more customers or we have to slow down and focus on more product development or go with some of the big potential partners that are willing to work with us strictly. For example, that means that you cannot work with any of other big players. These are the problems that we are facing and the strategy for the next year is also very important because this will be the crucial year for, for us as a company. Either we will grow fast or we will stay at the, at the level that we are right now. Very interesting. So it seems like you really have a lot of possibilities. Uh, please remind me, what's the size of the team? I didn't really get that out of your website. We are still a small company. We have a team of 10 people. Most of them are developers. And because we are focusing on product a lot, three people, including me, are on sales and customer. So this is how it looks like. So when it comes to the strategy or the direction in which the company will go or has the opportunity to go, do you consider discussing the whole thing together with the whole team? Is it a living organism or you really have to follow strict rules, let's say, just because you work with an investor? The decisions are on our own because this is why I mentioned that our investor is is pretty cool because we still can make decisions on our own and they trust us that this will be the good decisions. Of course, we can talk with them and ask them for an advice, but the final decision is on our own. And when it comes to your team, okay, talking about the team of Edward, is there anything you struggle with? So you're growing, you've got developers, so maybe there are some technical problems you've got or maybe uh, like an organizational problems you've got. I'm just trying to understand for a small startup, what are the typical problems that someone else may encounter so we can share them here? For the startup like us, struggling with more and more customers interested in the product that it's, I can't say it's not ready, but it's not mature. It's still developing every month. We are developing a lot of a lot of new a lot of new stuff. So we have to divide our effort between working with customers and working with product, not to become a service company, to stay as a product company. And small team means that we have a really smart people that are making a lot of a lot of a lot of things that they often shouldn't in the bigger company. I mean, the specialization is not as good as it should be. I mean, for example, that one person is doing only the one thing. And lack of time, a lot of things to do, and facing the challenges of, of more and more customers that are willing to work with Edwards and solving their problems. These are the, the problems that we are having right now. And it's uh, typical for the, all the companies that are growing because, you know, 
if you have a lot of money, I mean, on your bank account, you can spend it on product development and, and be calm of your future. If you don't, I mean, if your cash flow depends on the customers, you are struggling with a lot of things. And we are on the level that right now our cash flow depends on the customers. So this is why we may have some problems that we have to face. So let's go back to the technology, actually. I'm really interested uh, whether you have any tips or suggestions for a company that's maybe developing their own software and they would like to implement some AI or machine learning or some really difficult technology into their product. So are there any pitfalls that you have encountered when you were developing AdWord? In terms of development, no. But in terms of explaining the customers the idea and why they should buy it, yes. Because the more we were speaking about intelligence of an assistant the expectations of the customers were similar to what they seen in the movies so the assistant will be for example capable of speaking with the customers beyond a meeting and sell by by its own so right now we are not speaking with speaking with customers making presentations making an offers we are not saying about ai mostly we are saying the sales process optimization sales process automation because this is very simple this is understandable for all the people who are working with this type of tools and when we are speaking about ai we are saying that we are using some machine learning we are using some ai technologies but they are beneath the real value of Edward, which is the sales process automation. Not to make so many expectations for the customer, because then you have problems with, with delivery, because you know the AI is pretty cool, but the level of the AI is not like what we've seen in the movies, for example, living robots that are able to sell by themselves. So basically what you're saying is try not to promote AI as such, but rather promote the end result or the final idea that solves a specific problem and then it's going to be much easier for you. And this was the communication lesson that we, that we have to face with and this is why we changed the communication completely. Because if you are saying that you are just using AI, the customer wants to challenge it and is asking where is the real AI, I, I was expecting something, something else. And if you are saying that you are solving the real problem of him, it doesn't matter if you are using AI or a simple algorithm, if it just works. A couple more before we finish. You've recently won an award in Bucharest. It was at How to Web a conference. Congratulations on that. Thanks. To be honest with you, I'm not really that interested in the award. I'm more interested about key takeaways from that specific conference. And the reason I'm saying that is because it seems like it was very much oriented around sharing the experiences between startups and scale-ups. So please tell me what did you learn there? The truth is that we were not attending the How to Web conference, but the site event, which was close to How to Web conference, and it was UiPath Automation Awards, organized by UiPath at How to Web conference. It was a separate event, and uh, because actually we are not attending a lot of startup conferences because you know we are mostly working with customers, not being on the conferences. But this was very important because you know UiPath is the leader of robotic process automation and growing very fast as a company, and they were looking for the startups who will be close to their uh, to their main product. I mean, for the automation and the automation ideas. 
and we've managed to be in the final among 100 competitors. It was really great experience because, you know, it was more like a business competition than a startup competition. Okay, so even though I didn't really match the question in 100%, I think your answer is actually better than what I expected because, well, you're just telling me that you're not attending startup conferences anymore because you're more focused on clients and, you know, building your product, which is actually a very, very good advice for anyone else, I think. It depends on the stage that you are because uh, at the beginning when you are working on your brand awareness, mainly from the investors, and you are looking for some for some knowledge, maybe it's good to attend some conferences, but not only for attending, but to speak with people. This is why the conferences, for example, when you have one-on-one meetings are very interesting because you can schedule a meetings before and then spend the whole day speaking with other people and getting knowledge, not only, you know, attending. When you start to achieving market fit and you have your first customers, it's better to work with them than being on the conferences because it will be nothing new for you, but the time you spend can be spent on the working with your customers or your product team. I really think the same. So depending on the situation, you need to adjust your strategy and then just basically put in the work and make sure that the results come in quick because then you can adjust. Okay, um, let me give you an opportunity right now to say thank you to someone So if you had someone from your team, maybe, or someone uh, you uh, spent some time recently doing some side projects or whatever, if we find them on LinkedIn, I'll try to make sure I reach out to them and uh, you can say thank you publicly. I'm not going to thank the specific person because the most thanks are for uh, our whole team. Because, you know, I'm the guy who is on the road and speaking about Edward, speaking about how it works, the possibilities, attending conferences and so on. The real work is here in Krakow, in our office, and the, our whole development and sales team that is here on site and working hard to develop the product, to work with the customers, it's the most important thing. So really grateful for them and, and a big, big thanks for them. Tomek, I'm really glad that we've managed to record that episode. I know that you are running out of time. I could potentially think of quite a few other questions, but I think I'm just going to say... A big thanks for attending the podcast. Big thanks for the recording. Thank you very much. And I really wish you all the best for 2020. And I would like to see Edward growing. Thank you. Thank you very much. And keep your fingers crossed for, for Edward. I wonder whether Tomek has any military background because his answers to my questions were so precise and uh, he was very firm with his comments to my questions. I, I really admire that. So... I think you really have to be very focused when uh, running a startup to make sure that you achieve certain goals. And hopefully, Edward is going to be a good example of how a proper startup execution is, is done. So I really keep my fingers crossed for them. Please leave a comment. Make sure that you share this episode if you liked it. And if you would like to hear about any specific startup or any specific technology that's been built in Poland, please let me know. I'll try to figure out how to contact the correct people and bring them on the show so we can all learn from them. Thank you very much and I'll speak to you soon.